Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it is Dr. Mike Savilla here. And this is a very special Mike Savilla radio program. This is episode 332 that was recorded on Tuesday, January 6, 2015. This is a um, uh, audio cast uh, from the video of a Google Hangout uh, from uh, from me and uh, my good friend uh, Dr. Jerry Tolbert. Uh, and uh, so, what I'm trying to do is is to share with you some of the audio uh, from that, uh, and then you can always see the video. Um, at uh, MikeSavilla.tv also, or also uh, com. So we'll try this experiment out and hope you enjoy episode 332 of the Mike Savilla radio program. Enjoy. You are the light of the world. But in that light, Ooh. something special, <coughs> it's lost something kind of crucial. You are the gold of the earth. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Hello out there, people. That's right, we're back. We are back. <laughs> we are back. Everybody's back. So, of course, I am Dr. Mike Svell. This is Dr. Mike Svell Live for Tuesday, January 6, 20. 15. That's right, 2015. Uh, and of course, uh, in the co-pilot seat tonight, yes, he's just got out of jail. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, our good friend, uh, Dr. Jerry Trollbolt. Uh Hello, Jerry. Hello, good sir. How goes it? Uh, it's it's a new year. And new you. Uh, uh, new new year, new you. New yeah. year, new you. I've seen mm-hmm. you freaking out a lot, so it is a new you. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying out there. You know, because it's cold out there. I guess that's why I got this. I got this hat on. It's uh, it, it feels like minus two there, Jerry, no, out there. Good minus two it's uh, we're at 21 on the on the thermometer. Well, at least that's what my watch says. But um, but I don't know what the actual wind chill is right now. They've they've put out some warnings, but who knows? Yes, yes, yes. So so we, we want to thank uh, all these zero people who are watching us right now. Um, <laughs> So uh, you won't know how much we're embarrassing ourselves. So, uh, but I, I will uh, tweet this again. Uh, out again for some I still think we need to strip the audio like we have been. I think this needs to go on the podcast. We just need a new. One. I know. See, I, I got to do. See, I say that for every show, and I don't do it. But I'm going to do it for this show. So, uh, so so you have like co co pilots with you. I do. I, can, I can't. I, you can kind of see one of them here. Exactly. Um, that is uh, that is Lydia. Phoebe's over in the corner over here. You can't really see her. She's out of frame. Oh, I've got to be careful turning my monitor here. It's up on a stand now. But there she is. <laughs> there she is. You can see the top of her head. Um, but there you go. That's the co-co-pilots. Uh, they're hanging out in the back, mostly napping, but uh, having fun. Oh, and talking some. <laughs> So how uh, how you been there, Jerry? We, we we haven't even done a show in a while. It's just been crazy busy. We have a lot of stuff to update people on, uh, some some really cool stuff and some really boring stuff. Uh, <laughs> what don't you go first, Jerry? What, what what do you got for us, uh, update wise? So lots of cool stuff. I have been a big part of a free clinic project and and community outreach center. Clinic. We want to kind of get away from that terminology because it's it, there is a health care aspect to it, but it's mostly involving helping people connect people that have services, connecting to people that need services, and vice versa. Um, so so that outreach project called Further in, uh, in a town near my hometown called Falmouth, uh, we finally closed on the building and have a, uh, we have access to the building, say, uh, so we can actually use it, and uh, we are working now on uh, more or less uh, 
remodeling that building and getting ready. Uh, this is the first official announcement outside of, of our, our small conversations. We're getting ready to hopefully launch a Indiegogo campaign to start helping fund getting the equipment to set up the medical portion of the clinic as well as some other um, hardware things that we need. It's a really neat thing, but it is becoming bigger than I ever expected, in a good way. Uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to that going forward. And then, of course, uh, having uh, the, the three babies come help me, I'll be, I'll be excited for that too. So, so where, where, where is, how close is this, uh, is this office or clinic to where you are now, and, and how big is it, and, and how many people will be working, how many providers will it just be you, will it be other people, what will be the, uh, the kind of the clinical setup of the deal? For right now, it'll just be me. The office will be a part of a much bigger building. The building itself is is quite large, actually. It houses a couple of fairly good-sized meeting rooms, the equivalent of about four clinic rooms. It has equipment. Well, actually, let me. It has hookups for an industrial-sized kitchen potentially. We, so we talked about doing some cooking classes and nutrition stuff. I mean, we're we're kind of looking at all of the aspects of health more than just. Uh, sick visits and diabetes and high blood pressure, those are important, but really looking at how do you make a community healthy? How do you look at the public health aspects from the clinical perspective, which has been a big push in the academy here recently? How do you how do you integrate public health into family medicine, which is really who should be doing public health? And, and so I'm really excited about that part of it. We are basically mm, 35 miles or so from here. Straight line distance is probably a little bit shorter. It's going to take me you know, a, a good 45 minutes to get there. I'm um, obviously a, a, an underserved area and, and, and a place that that needs the um, uh, needs the services. Uh, and, and you did uh, uh, mention that the Indiegogo. Um, uh, what's your timeline on that? And and uh, what uh, what kind of things are you going to be looking for for that? Hoping to have that live by the beginning of February because we got a lot of work to get there bef to get done before we get there. Get finished. Um, as far as. Um, what we're hoping to do, it's going to be mostly equipment stuff. We need to make sure we've got some solid tables that we can use as exam tables. We need to make sure that we've got uh, access to um, simple equipment that you would use in a, in a clinical setting for, uh, you know, the spectrum of care is going to be a lot of different stuff. So it's going to be everything that you would see in a family medicine clinic. To that end, we need to make sure that we've got equipment for suturing and other things like that. So an autoclave, which is kind of a big expense, we're probably going to put that in there. We're going to put in some of the uh, basic equipment that we would need. The good news is, is that we're going to have access to a free EMR. I used uh, in my practice with my dad, we use Practice Fusion, which is free, easy to set up. I really know my way around it, so we're going to use that for the free clinic. Uh, it allows for a lot of flexibility as far, as far as how you document what you put in there, but it also allows us to have a good contact database built up that's secure, HIPAA compliant, all of those things with just straight out of the box. So we don't have to have a lot of infrastructure. You can walk in with an iPad with LTE and run the whole clinic, which is awesome. Wow. But, but the big cost really for us is going to be equipment. So having, you know, uh, uh, exam tables and having at least, you know, I'm going to take my diagnostic kit with me, but if we have other other uh, healthcare providers that come in and want to help, uh, we want to really have uh, a way for them to have equipment if they don't have their own. So so having a set of, uh, you know, otoscope and, and uh, ophthalmoscope and, and extra uh, simple stethoscopes and blood pressure cuffs, and, you know, it would be awesome if we could get one of those uh, caddies that has the whole... Uh, automated blood pressure cuff and thermometer and those types of things so that we can get vital signs pretty quickly and have that in-house. Uh, one of the things that I want to work on is getting, uh, there are lots of good federal grants that I've been kind of keeping an eye on that are uh, is, the best way to put it is are there, there's federal money out there for doing um, essentially telemedicine uh, and so we could do telemedicine in a, in a rural setting, in a free clinic setting, so there's less pressure there, so that I might not be the only physician. There, there are some physicians that it's really far away for them, but they'd still be willing to help. So we would have eyes and ears on site that would be, say, an RN, uh, or uh, we, we're, we're actually working on a partnership with, uh, and I don't want to talk about this too much because I don't want to spoil things, but working on a, a partnership with a community college nursing program so oh. they could bring in nurses that, and do some precepting and have the students come in and do some hands-on time and help us staff a little bit 
and have them get you know credit for doing that. That's so cool. so that's a neat kind of partnership that we've got. We've got a couple of, of amazing teachers of nursing that are, live in our community or live in that community, and so they they would really want to participate and help, and, and that's one of the big things they've talked about. So it, it's so many different pieces. I don't you know it's hard to get into detail without taking forever. But but the 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 coolest part of it is that we've got so many people kind of coming out of the woodwork to help us um, put this together, and they're doing it. Most of them just gratis. They're doing it free. They're not doing it. Um, and, and you guys had like uh, you know like community meetings and and you know, were, were you or other people would be talking about the concept and and trying to reach out to get um, help from the community. Um, uh, can you can you talk a little bit about that process? Sure. Most of it was going to uh, the city government. Uh, they actually started this project. This started by talking to the mayor. The mayor called me and said, "We're looking for an urgent care." Do you think you the could help me? The mayor called you? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, there, there was some serendipity there too. My, uh, a couple of uh, friends that I have from church um, were in line behind the mayor uh, to pick up kids from school. And he knew that she was a nurse, uh, the, the mother. And she said, they were talking about healthcare stuff. And he said, yeah, we're really trying to get an urgent care here in town. And she said, I know just the man for you to talk to. And so... <laughs> She gave him my contact information, and he called me and said, "Hey, we're looking to get to get in urgent care. Would you mind coming and sitting and talking with me about it and seeing what the logistics of it would be?" And I responded by saying, "Yes, I will talk to you about it, but the county itself is too small. There are only about 15,000 people in the whole county, so the city isn't going to support in urgent care. There's just not enough patients. You wouldn't have enough throughput for you know a single doctor to get paid, basically, which sucks. That it's that that's what." You know, but that's what drives the, the building of new structures. So I um, had that conversation with him, and I said, what if instead of that we built a community health center? I said, we can't go for FQHC status right away. I'm not that good. <laughs> but let's build something that eventually, if we do it right and we build it and we slowly kind of add pieces to it and, and change things around, could eventually become an FQHC. And he thought that was a great idea. So we started kind of pushing to get this free clinic, quote-unquote, up and running, and over time it has evolved into this community outreach, community health center that is more of a true primary care public health outreach than just uh, treat your head colds, treat your diabetes. So it is a neat concept now, and as as we put... Bless oh, you. man. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> but uh, as we put it from take it from paper to reality, it's getting even neater. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this. It's it's at the stage now where it can move fast. Before we had a building, we couldn't really do anything. Now that we have a building, we can do everything and we can do it all at once. And that's unfortunately kind of what's happening right now. And, and that's what's cool about you know like mediums like this and, and social media that you're able to kind of share this story and and uh, you know and, and you know I know you've told the story a, a bunch of times uh, you, you know off air and on the air here and, and uh, uh, you know I, I kind of remember some a new uh, uh, piece of it every time that you tell it and <laughs> uh, I know all of our friends out there um, you know ha have these dreams about setting up something like that and, and uh, with you sharing this I, I, it's, it's going to be a great thing kind of just going through this whole process and because uh, I know that you'll have a lot of people asking you how to do this which is basically creating you know a free clinic kind of medical home uh, just from the ground up which is a fascinating uh, story and uh, as you kind of go through this uh, and I see some of the updates every once in a while on your social media channels and, and you and I talk offline to uh, as well uh, very very exciting process Agreed. It is it is it is more amazing than I could have ever imagined, and it's been a dream of mine for a very very long time. Uh, it's been I started thinking about doing something like this back in high school, before I even knew what kind of doctor I wanted to be, and to see it coming to fruition. I'm not old, at least not in my own head, uh, and people older than me will tell me that I'm definitely not old because that makes them old, but to see it happen in as little as 15 years. From from the time when you're a you know a, a, a wide-eyed high school kid who thinks he can take on the world, it's pretty intense. Uh, and and to be that fast for me to be able to kind of get back and actually do it is amazing. It's a huge gift and um, it's very humbling because I never would have imagined that it would be as. There are people coming to help with this that 
live 60 miles away. Wow. I mean, that's that's wow. how that's how big this thing is becoming. And there are people that are that are hearing about it through channels of family or whatever. They lived in town and, and, and grew up there and then moved away because there weren't a lot of opportunities. And now they're saying, okay, well, now we've got this opportunity. Let's come back and, and actually make something that that helps people that you know that gives back to the place that really raised us and birthed us and 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 you know gave us really everything <laughs> you know the, our yeah. our high school was the only high school there we were the only you had two grade schools you had one junior high you had one high school we grew up with each other from the time we were in grade school and then got another you know doubled our numbers in middle school and junior high and then in high school it was all the same people so we knew each other from you know, there are people that I graduated with that I knew from second grade on because we moved around a lot, but we came back. So we left and came back and left and came back. And so, uh, you know, it was just an interesting... Because the community is so small, because it's so tight-knit, because it's so rural, because there's not much there, hanging out with each other is how you spent most of your time. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a... You couldn't get away from anybody. That was the big thing. And exactly. So, right. And so everybody, you know, knows each other, and everybody enjoys, you know, what that meant to us. You know, nostalgia is great, and and there's a lot of talk this year that this year is the year of nostalgia and all these other things. And don't know, don't care, whatever. But but the idea there is, yes, is is nostalgia good <laughs> for sure? Is it something that, um. You know, is it going to change the world? No, but does it help me uh, in this case? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I'm going to take advantage. Well, of I think I, I think it is going to it's going to change the world, and uh, um, it, it's a very inspiring um, story. And, and and the outcomes are going to be great. And and one of the many reasons why I, I wish I lived closer, <laughs> because <laughs> hey, it, it would be great to kind of document this whole uh, process, you know, and and. Uh, uh, you know, as you kind of go through this, and uh, uh, it's going to be very exciting to kind of watch this as as each each stage of this kind of goes along. We we are actually planning on doing that, and if you can see my heads up there, there's the I, I built us a logo, so there you go. Um, there um, we can change that out however you want, but I like that uh, that that staff was uh, one of my favorites. So um, I'll go back to me now so that you can see my smiling pretty face. Except it's not working. Stop. Stop showing that. Show me. I'm too cute. Okay. All right. So, uh, so, so, um, the there is actually it's it's interesting that you mentioned that. Two things. First, telemedicine, my friend. Uh, once we get it up and running, I want to see what it, how well it works from a distance. And you can be my first guinea pig if you really want to. Um, sure. I will be your hands and feet, and you can be the doctor for the day. Uh, and so we'll figure out how well it works. <laughs> Uh, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, we've talked about ways of using glass, uh, integrating that. Um, if you put the heads-up display on a, on a nurse or a layperson, it's got an earpiece, so they could literally be my avatar, my human avatar. We talked about that before, and that's something that we're looking at. Uh, how do we how do we integrate every piece of technology that we have? How do we use things that we already have? Leverage. Let's be tech worded here. Let's leverage our resources to accomplish uh, synergy. Um, no, <laughs> but but the idea is, you know, that 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 tech that that tech is is there. It's been there for a while. It exists. We can do it. So let's see how we can implement it and make it work. So that's number one. Number two is oh hey sorry bank bank emergency. Give me a second. No no no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> oh jeez. So, so number two is yes. in the in the group. One of the groups that I'm working with is a church group, and in that church group. Uh, there, is, there are a couple of different people, but there's one guy in particular who is in audiovisual. Um, his job right now, what he went to school for, is putting together video presentations, and and uh, he does a lot of the AV stuff for the church. Uh, and he is interested in documenting some of this stuff. I'm documenting some of this stuff. Between all of us, we're going to be documenting so many different things. We're going to have a lot of footage to do that kind of stuff with. We have the perspective of. You know, what are all these people bringing to the table? What are the things that we're doing? We've got stuff like this where I'm telling these stories. So there's going to be a lot of audio, a lot of footage, a lot of different things that are going to eventually need to be put together to tell the story. And I think that's that's going to be half of the, you know, the fun of taking this forward is how do you tell that story and still not get hung up on, well, we did this and we did this and that was great. 
let's, what are we doing now? What are we doing today? What are the things that we're doing to change things and, and make it better? And, and how do we eventually get to that community health center? Um, it's, it's, it's really neat. I mean, just, just all of that. There's so many different aspects to it that I never really thought about that are now <laughs> very much a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, it, it is easy just to kind of get, to kind of get stuck in the the kind of the day to day, um, you know, kind of uh, grassroots, you know, type of thing, as opposed to the you know huge thirty thousand foot level, the big picture that type of thing. And and uh, uh, interesting talking with you on these pieces as far as oh well, this is a big picture thing. This is a this is a, a small, very detailed uh, type of thing, and uh, 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 you know it's it, it's like a whole new adventure, uh, <laughs> but with the same goal, you know, of of giving our patients the best care that we can. Exactly, that's what it's about. It's about people, you know, and, and that's the the key thing that keeps that we keep coming back to is health is more than illness care. We have a sick care system. We talk about that all the time in family medicine. We have a sick care system. We don't have a health care system. How do we make people healthy? Well, we can't make people healthy. How do we encourage them to be healthy? How do we encourage them to be invested in their own health? That's a great answer. That's a great question. And that's what we're really looking at. And it's interesting to see some of the answers that people come up with. So, yeah, you're exactly right. You know, uh, Jerry, you know, spe- speaking of healthy, you know, I, you know, I, I was not healthy. And, oh, you no. know, and I'm not talking about. I don't know what you people are talking about. You know, you know, Mike had all the all the holiday and Christmas cookies. That is true. <laughs> uh, but you know, I was well, something that something bad that happened. Not really bad, but unfortunate. Oh no! What I, happened? Yeah, uh, you know, I I, uh, I I woke up, you know, Christmas morning. Well, I you know, I went went to my family's Christmas Eve, and we went to church, and we did all our presents and all that stuff. But Christmas morning, I woke up, Jerry. And I had all these muscle aches. I was coughing. I ate a fever. And oh, I'm like, no. I said, I am too smart or dumb to know what's going on. This is, <laughs> this is not good. And for people who don't know, these are the classic. You, you, you Google this right now. Good. Well, you Google it after the show. The problem uh, is if you Google it, you're going to get cancer and brain right. tumors. And, but it, yeah. if you Google influenza, like the real flu, this is not like the stomach flu, quote-unquote. Which right? doesn't exist. Exactly. A myth. This is, this is influenza. This is like textbook influenza. Open and, up the uh, window in influenza. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, oh, this is this is not good. It's just not good. So the whole day, like for three days, I would just, I would just really just, uh, on the couch watching TV, which I would have done anyway. But I, <laughs> I was sick, Jerry. I was sick, you know. And 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 that was not that was not the worst part. The worst part was that uh, I think I ended up getting my family sick too. Because my brother and his wife, a few days later, got the same thing, and then about a week later, my dad got got sick. So, so I, I'm having some guilt, having some guilt getting my family sick. But, uh, but now we're all doing a little bit, uh, a lot better out there, kids. I know you're all worried about. Well, probably more worried about my family, which I <laughs> they see you, they know you're okay. I was so mad. Uh, that I wrote a blog post about it and uh, a plug. Uh, so you can go to drmikespell.com and uh, hear me whining about my uh, influenza. Uh, and but I did get the flu shot. And all you all you flu shot haters, I know you're coming after me. Be like, yeah, that's why I don't get the flu shot because it never works. Okay, kids. Yeah, it's not perfect. Okay, but you should still. Still get the flu shot, right, 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 Jerry. Correct. Statistically speaking, this year it was about a 50-50. That the numbers are a little off there, but but roughly 50% of what we were seeing in the community in people that weren't vaccinated was not the stuff that people were worth saying was not in the flu shot. So it was the stuff that was in the flu shot, if that makes sense. 50% uh, yes. of what we saw was stuff that was covered by the flu shot. So there are half of the people that didn't get a flu shot that got influenza that would have been protected. It's not that the flu shot didn't work. It's that it didn't cover all the major strains. And, and there was one major strain that it didn't cover, and that's the, the, the shot. That, that's the strain that even if you got the shot... I got, I got it. Exactly. So, and the good news is, is that even in those cases, it does shorten the duration sometimes because you're seeing similar... You know, the, 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 the idea there is it's going to give you similar immunity. And I have another big break, so I'm going to mute myself. Yeah, go ahead. So, so the other, the other uh, lesson that I have out there for you kids that if you do recognize the symptoms. You should get to your 
family doctor, get to your primary care doctor right away because I started the uh, the Tamiflu treatment, which I know a lot of my friends are like, oh, there's some other better medicines and you should do that. If you recognize the symptoms right away, you get on treatment right away, you know, that you'll get better faster. Now, I mean, you, you'll probably, I think I think the studies say 24 hours faster. It's actually six, but I'm not going to pick mitts. But I feel better. <laughs> you feel better right away. <laughs> After two or three doses of doing Doing something makes you feel better, and that's the same. So you, maybe you should that's just rub right. your own feet and say that that's the treatment. No, no. <laughs> no it worked for me. It worked for me, Jerry. <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, so I'm feeling better, and my family's feeling better, and, and the rest of my uh, office staff is laughing at me, uh, but, uh, but uh, we're doing better now. So, um, so that, that's, the, that's kind of the, the, the major holiday update. Now, the other thing I'm going to tell people out there that I'm very excited about, and it's going to be upcoming in about, about three weeks, um, I'm going down to downtown Youngstown, Ohio. I know I'm going to have my flak jacket on. I'm just kidding. It's safer now. Um, but uh, but the geek crowd and the tech crowd, they will know um, about TED Talks, and uh, there's going to be a little TEDx thing <laughs> in Youngstown, Ohio. And uh, I'm going to be talking about, what else am I going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about gardening. No, I'm not going to be talking about gardening. I'm going to be talking about uh, social media medicine. Very excited about it. And uh, shout out to all the organizers out there and the sponsors. And uh, go to TEDx, TEDxYoungstown.com. Get your tickets. They're going to sell out. It's going to be a good time. And uh, I'm going to be giving you updates on all my social media channels. Very excited about it because this will probably be the only TEDx thing I'll ever do. So I have to kind of like kick butt on this, and I'm very excited about it. So And you, you will. Go. You'll knock them dead. Uh, let's see. What, what else do I got here? That's, uh, oh, actually, your food thing reminded me. Be on the lookout. I did write a blog post. It hasn't been put up yet. It's probably going to go live here in the next week or so. But it was about infection control, so very timely. Infection control. Only you can prevent infection fires. I mean, influenza. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So can, 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 you, can you give us a little bit of a preview of what's going to say to Jerry? Oh, another Mickey break. So uh, it's going to be good. He's going to post it up there. Yes, and, uh, it, it is going to contain information about uh, very amazing things the advent of hand washing and the idea that if you are sick, you should stay home and not give your germs to other people because, because yes. uh, you know, despite what your grandmother said, being cold with a wet head does not make you sick. It's spreading bacteria and viruses. So if you don't spread them, you can't get sick. Wow. See? And, and there's going to be other myths. Where, where, where can people uh, eventually find this there, Jerry? So that'll be under the Fresh Perspectives blog on the AAFP website, aafp.org. Uh, and then search for Fresh Perspectives. Uh, or if you are attached to social media, if you follow the AAFP social media, that shows up in a lot of different places, both in the new physician uh, subgroup and family medicine and at on on uh, Facebook, as well as in the AAFP Twitter feed. They've done a great job of publicizing that blog, and we've got a lot of good posts uh, coming up here from several different individuals. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a contributor. I'm not the main, main uh, writer. I do write a lot, but that's because I like to write. But the, um, the idea is there's so many different new physicians that have so many great ideas and, and such an amazing voice that we want to make sure everybody gets heard. So, neat. You've been writing a lot for them. Did you write like, what, uh, once or twice a month or something like that? You get all these ideas. It depends. We, we actually have conference calls, and it, it's a lot like a lot of the other blogs. Speaking of which, and this is kind of, I haven't really said anything about this to a whole lot of folks. I applied. Geek Dad had an open call for, uh, for authors. And so I know our friend uh, Robin Liu, her husband Jonathan Liu is one of the editors. Uh, he's an amazing guy, and, and his writing, I like his writing a lot. And he's one of the people that, much like yourself, that inspired me to start doing more of that. And uh, so I applied. I didn't mention anything about knowing him, but uh, hopefully that <laughs> that carries some weight. But no, that means you'll um, get it. <laughs> I hope not. I hope that's not the reason. I hope they did it because they like what I write. But uh, but the, the idea here is, it's it's a bunch of people that 
that get together to talk about things that are important to them and that other people may find interesting or intriguing. So it's more about building community. We want the new physicians to see that they're not alone in the situations they face, that there are so many different types of new physicians, that there's so many different things that family medicine can be. Is it also a good way to, to reconnect with some of the members that have been away for a while or, or some of the older folks that have been doing this for a while? Older folks, I guess I shouldn't say that, bad words. Some of the, the more experienced folks that have been doing this for a while that may have gotten kind of stuck, that they're doing something that they don't really love anymore. And that's a big thing now with you know, physician burnout and dealing with... with the hassles of medicine rather than the, the, the stuff we were talking about earlier, getting back to taking care of people. And new physicians are doing that, and we're doing it in novel ways. And so getting that information out to everyone, uh, all of the members of the, the academy, as well as to our patients, letting them see who we are, see that we're human, see that we have faults and fears and all of those other things, see that we have to deal with juggling binkies and babies and and all of that stuff. So it's neat. It's um, it's headed up by uh, David Mitchell at the Academy, who's who's great at at organization organization. Uh, he sometimes he comes up with the ideas. He definitely helps us edit and put together the the content. And uh, but he's uh, he also kind of thank you, Greg. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, so the Fresh Perspectives blog on the uh, AFP website, uh, which, which is a good segue to uh, uh, talk about what we've talked about on, on, on this uh, show before, uh, is the, the big spring leadership meeting for AFP. It's coming up very, very quickly, uh, the National Conference of uh, Constituency Leaders. Uh, that's coming up, I believe, in May. Uh, and the... Uh, end of April, beginning of May, end yes. Of April, beginning of May. And uh, well, we're going to be talking about that more. Um, but uh, you, can, you can find more information uh, at the uh, AFP website. Uh, and uh, I'll be there, and I think, uh, I think Jerry will be there. Jerry will be there. I will be there. In fact, I don't think this is public knowledge, but there are a handful of people that know this. Uh, I sent in an application. We'll see. They, don't, they always narrow it down to two. But uh, I sent an application for the convener position this year. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the big head honcho of the, uh, the big... The, uh, the big cheese. That's right. That's right. And, and, and don't let anybody do that job because I did that job back in the day. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so you definitely have a, ch- you have a, you have a chance there. <laughs> I'm in. <Jerry. laughs> don't let any schmuck do it. <laughs> I've talked to a couple of other people that are at least one other person that submitted an application and we both decided between ourselves that we're going to run for co-convener. Uh, and that our our speeches are going to consist of us just getting up and, and hugging in front of people just because we want to show the love. Nice. See, you already, already have a strategy there, Jerry. Good job. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, let's see. What else? Oh, so... Um, oh, so you know, that's we'll, Spanish for bear. That's what they call me. <laughs> the Jer Bear. Oh, so. We should, uh, we should do our, our little tech, uh, tech segment. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, this week... Uh, the uh, Consumer Electronics Show is in Vegas, and uh, we're very jealous uh, that we're not there, and we're very not angry really. that, that uh, well, I just want to go once. And then I want to play with everything, but I don't want to do it in a big crowd of people that are sweaty and smelly and covered in flu. Okay, great. So <laughs> I was waiting for the awkward pause. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you uh, 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 I know you've been uh, looking, can uh, getting some links, and you've been looking through some of the uh, news stories. Uh, anything that's jumping out at you, uh, Jerry? There's some cool stuff. I mean, it's it's to be expected that you're going to see televisions and that you're going to see uh, virtual reality, that you're going to see uh, new handsets and new cameras and new. Gadgets of all sorts, lots of wearable technology. That's the the new big thing. In fact, a couple of really neat wearables that have come out of there. Uh, Withings or Withings, however you, I guess whatever country you're from determines on how you pronounce it. But they have come out with a smartwatch that is analog. <laughs> so instead of having a digital face, it just has a dial. And it, it tracks simple measures and gives you some really great information back. Bless you. But it is very simplistic, and it, it, but it's still a connected watch. It's still giving you information. So that idea of, of connecting other devices together that you wouldn't always think about. Lots of stuff about connecting your car, which safety there is one of the things that they 
never really talk about, but I always worry about that. You don't want to be... The hands-free stuff is great, but at the same time, you don't want to be fidgeting and dealing with your apps and stuff on your on your dashboard rather than driving and paying attention to the people around you. So that's a public health issue, but we won't go there. The thing that I did post about today that I thought was really cool, and we talked about this in the pre-show, was they've announced a technology, little small, itty-bitty piece of technology that allows for wireless transmission of data over very short distances, but that can be powered by the same small transmission technology. So essentially, what does that mean for the layperson? Uh, break, hold on. Vamp for me. Uh, yes, yes. So, so he, he's about to tell us the significance of this. Uh, and, you know, for me, just kind of looking through all the press things, it's, it's basically two things. It's like uh, wearables part two from last year and the self-driving car. That, that, that's all the press things that I'm seeing. But, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, but, but, but back to chair. What, uh, what, what, but in addition to that, and actually this wasn't in the main CES announcement, this was something that kind of came out as a secondary announcement, is this little piece of technology that allows for the smaller transmission size or smaller size materials so what you could do is take a, um, a lot of people have uh, portable hard drives. I've got one here, but I don't want to pick it up because I don't want to mess it up. But you've got a portable hard drive, say, that's the same size as your phone, smaller than that even. And instead of having to plug in a USB cable and plug in a power cable and plug it into your computer and plug into the wall, you could take that hard drive with this technology, and as long as, the say, you're using a laptop and it has the same technology, you could just sit the hard drive down on top of the laptop and it would transfer the information directly from the hard drive to the computer and back, and it would be at speeds that are equivalent to what we're using with wired hookups for things like portable hard drives. It would also get all of its power from that, so you could get a trickle charge into the device, or you could just at least power it long enough to, to use the information. So you could take a hard drive, and just like they do in the movies, which is total fiction right now, you could sit it down on top of the computer and steal information out of the computer, and then pick up the hard drive and walk away and never have to connect the cable, never have to have any kind of physical connection between the two other than space. Um, I mean, all that's interesting stuff, you know, and, and, and you know, you know, when is it going to really come to market? It's probably going to be like a year or two years, and a lot of this is, you know, I think a lot of this is kind of smoke and mirrors uh, type of thing and, and what the potential is, but I guess what this that's what this show was about. And sure. see some of this stuff, so. Well, uh, a lot of it is, is getting ideas out there and saying, okay, what do you think of this? Just like when things get leaked, <laughs> it's that idea of how do we ask people what they think without doing a massive focus group that really doesn't tell us anything. Uh, so, so how do you get the most people to see it and say, all right, that's cool, that's awesome. Well, let's put our idea out there. Let's have people share it. And, and if thousands of people get excited about it, it's probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and along those lines, I want to be, give a, a big shout-out. This is kind of the, the family medicine bent on CES uh, that just happened today. Uh, was There was this huge, not huge, but uh, there was this panel. Sizable. <laughs> uh, a, a panel discussion um, at the Consumer Electronics Show with a bunch of family docs. It's, uh, it, it's, it's our good friends like uh, Dr. Glenn Stream and, and Jen Brohl and, and Kenny Lynn and um, uh, I think there's one or two other panelists there uh, and talking about how to how family medicine uh, can interface or, or connect with or network with or partner with uh, those in the technology industry to make health primary or, or the health is primary campaign and uh, um, I, I was at the the press announcement back in October uh, at our big family medicine meeting, uh, the assembly. Uh, they said they were going to announce this. They were going to be at this meeting, which I was very excited about. And I was following it on the Twitter machine uh, out there today. Saw some pictures uh, out there. Uh, very, very exciting. I, I'm very curious to see what uh, some of the official press releases uh, will be uh, with regards to the uh, Health is primary uh, campaign and what they got out of it, um, and I just saw just kind of pop up 24 hours ago, like like last night at this time, the same that the panel was today. I knew it was going to happen. I didn't know when it was going to happen. I wrote a blog post about it and uh, saw some some uh, some Twitter postings about it uh, today. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. So hopefully uh, we'll be getting some updates from our uh, health is primary friends and partners out there about how the 
how the meeting, uh, how that panel went. Now, I hope there's going to be more of those type of panels uh, going on at different industry events like CES, uh, which I'm very excited about. So, so that's so even even the family docs there, Jerry, are are at the CES, causing trouble and uh, trying <laughs> to make health primary. Right. No. And 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 the tech press is even talking about it. The big. The, so when you look at, at the tech press, there are a lot of names that come up a lot, and, and the ones that I tend to listen to are you know, Tom Merritt, and, and he, he works with Molly Wood. They work over at CNET and have in the past, and, and Molly Wood, the other day, before C, when they were doing their pre-CES show, was talking about how health tech is really going to be the big winner at CES this year, talking about connected health information. How do we take control? How do we, as patients, take control of our health information and give it to our physicians in a way that's useful? How do we use it ourselves? How do we use that data to make ourselves healthier? And we have a unique opportunity. Storage is cheap. Uh, collecting data is getting cheaper. It's getting easier. We can collect more data. The real thing that we have to pay attention to is what do we do with it? And so you need professionals that are going to analyze that data and actually do something useful with it. So, and, and family physicians are positioned, as I said earlier, as the public health sort of interface. We have that ability. We have that uh, drive. We have that mandate, you might say, to, to take that information and do something with it. Uh, so yeah, so that that was the big news you know, from our world uh, today, and uh, I wish they somebody put a camera in there or streamed it or whatever. That would have been cool to see. I know I wanted uh, so much for them to stream that, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, or I'm hoping somebody recorded it from AFP uh, and uh, we'll put it up uh, at some point, it, even if it's just little chunks of stuff, little sound like things. Do oh, uh, that would be uh, nice. Yes, yes. Little chunks. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, okay. Hmm. Uh, so other CES things, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing all this language, this different language, Internet of Things, and blah, 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 and, like, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I wish I had more time to get into this and into some of this, this new kind of tech language or, or wannabe language on some <laughs> of New language. Know, you realize that the Internet of Things term was coined two years ago, right? I have. I don't follow this that closely. I have no idea. <laughs> So, you've heard of the Nest thermostat? Do you know what that is? Yeah, I do know what that is. Okay, so so when that first kind of came out, that was one of the first Internet of Things actual physical objects. You know, now your Nest can talk to your dryer and tell it when to turn on so that your clothes are dry by the time you get home, so that you can fold them as soon as you walk through the door. Because everybody wants to do chores when they get home. Uh yeah yeah well I mean they're they're talking about home uh, you know all this home automation and car automation and and even kind of like health automation um um at this show so I mean, which, I, I, which is it, something I've been hoping for since I was a med student my idea and and somebody actually did it so I I lost out because I could have made millions uh not really but billions least, Jerry at least billions. thousands thousands I would say with this idea of let's make an internet connected pill dispenser for the elderly that doctors can program and make it cheap and easy to get to but make it Wi-Fi connected so that or, or even cellular that way they don't have to have a connection that was my your idea your and idea build this, build this pill box so that the that the medicine is is in a hopper so you just put your pill bottle in you don't even have to sort it out or do anything and it drops a single pill into the little spot and slides it over to the Monday and so or, or actually you don't even have days it's just on Monday when it opens the right pills on Monday morning are sitting right there and, and there's a camera to make sure that it's the right pills, and there's a camera there to see the old lady take her, take her medicine so that the doctor and the, and the, kid, and the, the ch children of, the, of the, the patient can see that the patient took their medicine that day. Um, so, I mean, it's just this idea of how do we make sure that it's foolproof, and somebody that's living by themselves but is somewhat forgetful, how do we make sure they got their medicine? Um, so this connected health stuff is huge. It has huge potential. It's just a matter of actually realizing it and, and putting it in a way that's going to be cheap, accessible, and easily used is the big thing. That was the, the you, uh, I know you already put a patent into that, and uh, you're going to be uh, making billions, billions. Of I have notebooks full of stuff that are that went into this idea from college uh, because it came up when we were having a discussion in college, and it was back before. Uh, broadband was ubiquitous, and back before we had really good internet on our phones and those types of things, 
So it was an it was an idea who didn't really have a way of doing it. I didn't have a wireless way to do it. So the old ideas, if you look at these notebooks, they had phone line connections. <laughs> they had a modem. <laughs> modem. Bunga 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 Yeah, Captain Crunch, I am not. Anyway. Nice, nice. Uh, so so we'll, we'll have more to talk about uh, as far as uh, CES uh, on our next show. Because um, I, I think that the show's all week, isn't it? Isn't CES all week? Mostly. It, it, it ends before the end of the week, but it's, yeah. It, it's actually started, the off-site stuff started before, and, and it will run all the way through. But they'll be analyzing it and breaking it all down for the next two, three weeks. Uh, all right, all right. Oh, and uh, so, um, uh, so something that I did want to mention is uh, uh, the, the the resurrection of the uh, the heals your health uh, information and uh, podcast uh, there, Jerry. Yeah, sorry, I had to unmute no, myself. Oh. <laughs> I was muted because I was I was on Binky Patrol. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm hoping we'll see what happens. I, I've been blogging more, I've been writing more. I, you know, I've got a little bit of extra time now that the babies are a little more self-sufficient, not having to be fed every couple of hours. Um, so, so I've been doing some more uh, writing, and I want to do some more recording. I really now that I have this set up, I can do some some podcasting stuff a little easier. I can come down here and sit and and cut it together and and you know record straight to to hard drive, and not have to do a whole lot of editing. So. I'd like to really start getting back uh, Here's to Your Health, which was my original podcast that was a lot about myth-busting for, uh, for healthcare. Myth-busting. That's right. Uh, and, and the first 12 episodes, I think, are still up. I, I made it to the mythical 12, and then I really I ran out of things to talk about. But I also <laughs> ran out of time to talk about them because that was around the time that my, my daughter was born. So, so yes. the, um, the, the idea is to maybe get back to doing at least a once-weekly show that gets into health tech uh, since we've been talking about it so much and since there's so many things just like this idea with the pillbox thing what are the things that are on the cutting edge of health tech yeah for sure what are, what are things that are pie in the sky health tech what are the things that would be awesome if, if somebody was doing it and who are the people that are doing it um, I would love to be able to turn it into an interview show that I could sit down and talk to some of these people it would give me an excuse to actually pick their brains and talk to them about what they're doing you know as I've been helping uh, some folks, some friends of mine work on software and do things for Google Glass and, and things like that. It's really made me more aware of what's out there and what, what people are doing, what people are looking at. You know, this idea of, I tell my patients about this because it's cool to me because I'm not a big fan of, of having large black metal plastic and fiber optic tubes inserted into orifices. Ooh. There's this idea that colonoscopy may be going away in the near future because the optics in those pill cameras that we use for small intestines. So, so, so for, for non-physicians that are paying attention to this or listening to it later, the pill cameras that we use yeah, have a... <laughs> we use a, a little pill. It's, it's about the size of a, uh, of, of a nickel or a quarter that you swallow that is designed to take pictures periodically throughout the small intestine because we can't get a scope long enough to get through all 21 feet of the small intestine. And so as that technology, that small technology has gotten better, we now have a way to put a camera on both ends of that pill. And we have a way to collect that information to, say, a smartphone that you wear uh, in your pocket or even your own phone. So it can take real motion video now. And so earlier this year, the FDA approved the first pill cam for colonoscopy that can be used as a screening test Sensitivity isn't as good as a true colonoscopy yet, but in the next five years, if we, if we extrapolate from where we've been five years ago to five years from now, it will replace in, invasion invasional. That's not a, that's not a word. It will, play, it will <laughs> it replace now. Yes, invasional. That's my. I'm going to use it. It will replace invasional colonoscopy <laughs> uh, <laughs> with tra traditional colonoscopy. It will replace that as a screening tool. That's my prediction. That's my prediction for the next five years is that that is the one technology that's going to revolutionize screening and public health. Because if you can swallow a pill once every three years instead of having a tube inserted into an orifice every three years, why would you not? <laughs> the, the risks that go along with inserting you know, CO2 and other things in to inflate the, the intestine when you can get just as good a result 
screening, and this is not treatment, this is not removing polyps, this is not, you know, the camera's not going to go in like a little robot and take things out. That's 20 years from now. But, but five years from now, in an otherwise healthy individual, if you're screening for colon cancer, why would you not just have them swallow a pill, take pictures with their cell phone, transmit it automatically, they swallow the pill and then forget about it, you get the images automatically because they're transmitted from their cell phone or from their home computer or whatever. Why? Why would you take that, something that is such a, a that has such a stigma. Now, you still have to do prep, which is the worst part of the colonoscopy from everybody I've talked to that's had one. Uh, you know, it's, it's drinking that stuff and then sitting on the toilet for three days. Once we figure out how a way to, once we figure out a way to make that better, that's even better. But, but as far as having to go to the hospital, having to have this procedure that has a lot of risks, why not just swallow a pill? Uh, so the, sorry, sorry, kind of the, the uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's uh, so that, that that's uh, ideally if you could have an interview show and, and right. pick their brains on uh, on uh, you know cool stuff like that. I mean, right. yeah, or yeah, even just talking not? about the research that went into it, and whether I'm talking to somebody else or just talking to myself, you know, talking about how amazing that that it is that we can do something like that now. The miniaturization that we've done to get to that point is mind blowing. Uh, and uh, yeah, as we're starting to close things up here, uh, we're talking about 2015, and, and uh, one of the things that, that uh, maybe uh, I'd like to explore more with kind of with my writing and talk with people, and maybe even with with interview shows like this or Google Hangouts or something like that is you know just, I, I think we need to talk about more things like you know, like burnout, you know, like burnout with your job or burnout with the physician burnout or provider burnout or whatever you want to call it, uh, because as I'm reading more and more about this and and and, and I'm reading articles about it and talking with my friends and colleagues, uh, I think this will be an interesting topic to explore if people are are, are open enough to talk about it um, because, you know, um, you know I, I think, you know, that this is something that, that this is not talked about. It is a little bit taboo talking about that and other than complaining about your job or complaining about the government or <laughs> complaining about whatever. Um, I think there, there's some important things that uh, that we can have conversations about, um, if not publicly like this, privately, you know, because it's, you know, we especially physicians, family physicians or private primary care, this is something that that we go through, and uh, um, it, it's sad because we're we're seeing, you know, a lot of uh, people you know, retire early or change jobs or or you know let go of their outpatient practice, don't become a hospitalist or or close their practice and become urgent care people, and and, and you know we need you know we need more primary care physicians in, in an outpatient setting, in an in, in inpatient setting, in urgent care. Um, and, and, and having this frustration out there, um, I, I think that this is something that, that we need to talk about more, written about more. And, and uh, so, that, so that's something I'm going to try to be exploring this year. I, I think that that, that is a, a topic area that that uh, hasn't been explored that much, and uh, it'll be interesting for me kind of personally just to kind of challenge myself to write about that more and talk to more people about that. So that'll be kind of interesting to see, you know, what, what, what can happen with that topic this year. That's awesome. We need to start a podcast network. <sighs> okay. <Whew. Man>. <laughs> that <laughs> that was a great freeze frame. Freeze Man. frame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes, the Tolbert Podcast Network. Dun, dun, dun. Music break. Uh, okay, so last topic. Uh, that's that's a good signal there. Uh, Star Wars trailer. What do you think? <laughs> uh, um, amazing. <laughs> I was blown away. I, um, you know, I am in the generation that bridges the trilogies. There are people that are older than me that were Star Wars fans of the original trilogy that cannot stand the prequel trilogy. There are people younger than me that the prequel trilogy is their trilogy. That's their thing. I crossed the bridge. 
And I think part of it was I was so disappointed by how horrible the expanded universe was, all the books and all those things. There was just so much disappointment. Um, there were some really good, the, the Timothy Zahn books, amazing. Some of the, hold on just a second. Okay. You talk about no, what Star Wars yeah. means to you. <laughs> no, I, I, I love the trailer. Uh, I think I only uh, watched it 10 or 20,000 times as opposed to other people who watch more than that. Uh, and, but, you know, I did not uh, analyze every microsecond because I didn't have enough time, but I read a lot of the blog posts that did and uh, love the conspiracy people out there. Um, and I admit that I don't have a lot of background as far as reading all the other books and stuff, but it's always interesting reading those blog posts and those uh, video podcasts that they, where they break down everything and, and whatever it means. It was cool to me to watch that. Yeah, there's a ton of information out there. I, You know, as somebody who did kind of read every single book and read a bunch of the comic books and, and looked at the extra information and, and even read those horrible young adult novels, or, or not young adult novels, the young adult novels are actually pretty good, but the, the kids' novels, there's one... Um, the bad guy was named Trioculus, and he had an eye in the middle of his forehead. So, uh, yeah, it was horrible. Uh, yeah, and there was a whole search for the the glove that Darth Vader, his hand got cut off, and they had to find that glove, and, and that was something that gave him magical powers. And I just, it, it was bad. But, but the... <laughs> Phoebe's trying to tell the story, too. But, but that whole... She's like, the show's over. That's what right. she's saying. That whole, that whole external expanded universe that they've kind of done away with at this point, which is okay by me. I, I mean, I, I like it for what it was. It was a chance for people to play in the sandbox, and, and a lot of people did a really great job with it, but there was some really horrible stuff that even made it to print. Um, so so, so, having to pick and choose between what's good and what's not, why not just scrap it all and say, we'll, we'll start over with this new thing? The, the trailer itself was amazing. My favorite thing that, that's come out of it as far as analysis, you were talking about all the different people talking about things, did you see Stephen Colbert's rant about the, the three-bladed lightsaber? <laughs> Loved it. That was the best thing to come out of the whole trailer. And and then his his I you know talk to me again in a week when you catch up with me, or when you, talk to me when you catch up with me a week from now. That was that was that's it. I mean, you, you drop the mic and walk away at that point. Uh, all right. So you know. Uh, as usually happens here, Jerry, we have uh, no outline, no plan, and uh, we filled uh, about an hour of time. So that's uh, that's how good we are. We're broadcast. And no exit strategy either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, you got anything else for us, uh, Jerry? Uh, anything else to, to close up the show with or anything you're looking forward to this year as far as 2015? Uh, before he does that, I will share mine. Yeah, because he is, uh, he's, 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 he's telling me I'm number one. What? We'll have to talk about that. Uh, uh, so yeah, so uh, as I say with every show, uh, that uh, we should do more shows, uh, and uh, we should, we're going to be expanding our social media universe. Um, and I am going to put this on the uh, uh, on the audio podcast. Uh, and uh, other stuff that we're going to do, and uh, we're going to need a uh, a new uh, Mike and Jerry uh, meetup uh, where we'll do uh, cool social media uh, things, and and uh, uh, he will produce cool stuff, and I will watch him produce cool stuff, and I will say, <laughs> Jerry, that's cool stuff, and uh, because I, I don't I don't do any of that. He's he's awesome. whatever. Uh, so uh, so Jerry, you got have closing thoughts with us uh, uh, as as he is a. Uh, uh, you see, we, 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 this is actually how we know how long the show would be as far as how uh, right. frequent the, the, the binky breaks are. That's right. So, and, uh, and, and when you reach critical binky break, when you're having to do one every 30 seconds, that means it's time to stop. That's right. Um, it, it's about time to eat, so that's why uh, this is not being sufficient. Give me just a second here. Um, my, my big goals, and we've already talked about all of them. I want to get Here's Your Health started back up. I want to do more blogging, and I agree with everything you just said. We need to do more of this. We need to make more fun stuff. Um, my brain is full of all of these things, and they need to come out. And so if they don't, something weird's going to happen, and I don't want that to happen. So please, people, don't let that happen. Pay attention to my weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, I, Jerry's done, So uh, and I'm done. So uh, this is a perfect uh, perfect time to get out uh, so we don't have any kind of awkward endings where I just kind of ramble, ramble on, trying to find an ending. I should just say goodnight. Uh, Jerry, you want to say goodnight? Uh, maybe not. Good night, Jerry.
Hi, everybody. I'm stopping the recording. Bye. Later. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.